Welcome to Untangling Christianity. On this show, John and Greg attempt to diffuse destructive ideologies, unsnarl confused ideas, consider love and truth in Christianity. We hope you'll come along for the conversation, and you can be part of that conversation by leaving comments at the website, untanglingchristianity.com slash 81. We also invite you to join our private Facebook group. To receive an invitation, send an email to feedback at untanglingchristianity.com and tell us your biggest need or problem when it comes to Christianity. We'll get an invitation right out to you. I'm Greg Monteith. And I'm John Polstra. And today we're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, Today... I have a few questions for John, a few things that I'd like to probe a little more deeply into and uh, kind of get to uh, maybe get to the core of uh, some of John's thoughts on where we've been going, what the podcast has been looking like from his perspective, and maybe how, on the one hand, yeah, some of, if any, any, any changes in his thinking about maybe our main topic, which is obviously Christianity, but also how that topic and how this podcast ties into some of the things John's been working on outside of the podcast with work, uh, his kind of goals and focuses there. And um, yeah, I mean... Probe away. All right. Well, I mean, I- I'm happy to start. You, 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 you talked before about your mission statement. And in fact, once you started up with the mission statement, I then began to uh, think about what my mission statement was, and that really got things rolling for me. Yours is very short and sweet. Yeah, um, I don't know if it, I've ever said it's here. No, you may not have. Can I, can I read it back, or can I, you can correct me if I've got it wrong here. Yeah, go for it. I, I think the, just the kernel of it is to bring order to chaos and clarity to confusion so that owners, we'll have to figure out what owners are, owners can effectively communicate their truth and thrive. You got it. All right. So what's an owner? Yeah. So an owner, if you spend any time in the social media online marketing space, Chris Brogan is a very popular person there. And I went to a conference last August called Podcast Movement. It was all a bunch of podcasters. Because mm. this is something I've totally been interested in for the longest time. Having listened to a lot of podcasts and then wanting to do my own podcast, you know, one thing led to another. Here you and I are. Anyway, mm-hmm. he was... He was talking at this conference about what an owner is, and he has a company, or I think it's a company called Owner Media, and it's all about owners are people that basically take ownership for their lives and where they're going and what they're doing, and uh-huh. they don't, and that really resonates with me, this idea that you, this this actually ends up in some interesting conversations with Tommy, my wife. So maybe you, this this could be really interesting. So so what really resonates with me though is the idea that that each of us really owns our own lives and where we're going. And I think there have been times when I have not known what to do, or I've been frustrated, or it's like, well, hopefully, eventually, something will happen or something will change. Right. Mm. And one of my other heroes, Tony Robbins says that, I think it's Tony, says that hope is not a strategy. (laughs) 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 And so, yeah, I suppose if you were to tie this into Christianity, you know, the sense of hoping that eventually someday it would all make sense and then kind of running out of hope at a certain point. But anyway, this idea of owner, of, of really owning things 
and really owning it for yourself. And in fact, he had this quote. I wrote it down, and I just have happen to have it handy here. I have, by the way. So, yeah, I think I mentioned the the book, The Miracle Morning, some time ago. And in the process of yeah. doing that, I also did one of Chris Brogan's classes. I ended up printing out my mission statement. So that's like one page. I also have another page that's my values. And they're in this little plastic sleeve, and I just kind of peruse them occasionally to remind myself who who I am and who I want to be. Anyway, I wrote down on this. It says, Chris said, an owner is the kind of person that decides they're going to own their life. They own their choices, they own their business, and thus own their future. Mm. Now, where that gets gets me into some where that makes Tommy uncomfortable is Tommy's like, yeah, but where, where does that leave room for God? Right. I mean, if it's all, it's not all up to us. I mean, what about God and this whole idea that you can just go off and, you know, own your life and make it happen. And I think the other reason that this resonates with me is I've also encountered people that I feel like are victims of their own lives. So many things have not happened or, or, their business is just mediocre. It's not great. And they can give you all the reasons why, you know, things aren't great or things aren't going well or why they can't. Mm. And I just don't find that very inspiring. And I, it's sometimes easy to kind of look at that situation and say, yeah, but what if, what if you fully owned your situation and were just trying to turn yourself inside out to really make it happen. I think that with, you know, some guidance, Mm -hmm. this could be amazing. Mm -hmm. And in some cases I've often, you know, I've been like, well, I could help you. If you'll let me help you, we could really make this thing rock. And then there are reasons why that can't work either. And so anyway, all that to say, that's what an owner is. Interesting. And so bringing order to chaos and clarity to confusion in order that owners can do something that, that's important, like effectively communicating their truth and thriving. Yeah. So what I found was for myself is I love to like, I'm a program manager, also known as a project manager at a software company. And I love getting projects that are not doing very well or that have been kind of, maybe they haven't had a project manager and they need one. And so then they get one and it's like, what's going on here? Why do we have 25 people at these meetings? Why isn't this running efficiently? What? There's all this chaos going on. It doesn't have to be that way. Let's bring some order to it. Nice. Sounds like you're in the deep end a lot though. Deep end in what way? Well, it sounds like, it sounds like, okay, we're having a pool party and things aren't going too well in the deep end. Then John just jumps right into the deep end. <laughs> yeah, but that's the satisfaction. Yeah. Well, yeah, I tend to, yeah. So, I like to get these things that are not going well and then bringing order to them. And Uh also in the process of doing that, I find a lot of confusion. Like, why are there 25 people at this meeting? I don't know. They just, um, nobody really understands what we're doing or what we're trying to accomplish here. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get some clarity on that. And so realizing that I like to do that for myself, but then also finding satisfaction helping other people do that. There's just wow. there's just kind of this innate like satisfaction that comes from taking a confusing situation, working with someone and saying, look, if we just tweak these things, if we define our terms a little bit better here, if we define what success is, like mm-hmm. we're all trying to get to this finish line, but nobody's even sure what the finish line is. Let's define what the finish line is. And then seeing like their excitement in 
realizing those things and, and kind of my own. But I think this natural bent also, I mean, it's the genesis of our podcast. It's me saying, I'm reading not a fan. And this thing is totally confusing. <laughs> like, bring some clarity here. This thing is chaotic. This presentation is chaotic. Can we bring some order to it in a way that makes sense? So yeah, I would say that's kind of the tie-in to the the podcast and um and, and yeah, and so the, and the work I'm doing presently. So with the podcast, and, and thanks for drawing the connection there too between you know your your mission statement and how that might work out at work, and then how that might also have a similar kind of uh, you might have a similar orientation because of that mission statement in the podcast. What about success criteria? I mean, you and I have not. I, I'm totally Success willing to back down on this, in, in the on this podcast? question. Yep, yep, yep. Like, in other words, what would you? What do you consider to be successful? I mean, I know sometimes we'll have podcasts, and and I'll feel very <laughs> pumped up about something, or you know, our flow is good. But what do you consider to be successful in a podcast? Given what you said, and what would you consider to be successful for the whole? of the podcast. And you don't have to answer that second question. That's a pretty broad question. I Wait, so so like in an individual episode, what makes for what do I think makes yeah. for a successful Yeah, and then I, the whole the whole thing kind of I like to, I like to think a successful episode is when we have lots of like good back and forth. Okay. Um maybe yeah, like maybe there's a balance in terms of like who's talking, like how much each person talks. Yeah. Um I think it's also really great when we don't agree with each other, <laughs> like, or we give each other a bad time or, mm-hmm. yeah, or we just take different positions because <laughs> there's one podcast that I listen to. The content is really good, but the format is like so contrived. It just, it just makes me gag. In other words, a lot of our conversations, they might sound like setups, but they usually aren't. In other words, mm-hmm. I'm not like telling you like here are the three answers we're going to get to. Okay, now let's like do this. It, things just evolve. So this other present this <laughs> this other podcast I listen to, it's like owned by this one guy who's got a big name and a big brand, and the host introduces him, and then he kind of pretends that they have no idea what they're going to talk about, and it, it's just it's just it sounds fake. really scripted or. It's fake. I think that's yeah. the, that. In other words, the podcast is all about this guy's brand, but the host makes it sound like this guy's joining his podcast. It's just it's confused. So I guess there's that confusion thing that I don't like. Um, and so yeah, and I would say I also like when we really, I like when we kind of unravel things or kind of take things down a level to where something that maybe appeared to be pretty clear. Mm-hmm. isn't mm-hmm. and it's like oh wait a minute that looked like that was really cut and dry but it actually isn't again tying back to my christian experience where you know it's really simple you just you just want to avoid hell and go to heaven so make sure you got jesus in your heart and you're all set yeah and realizing well oh, it's way more complicated than that i mean do you i'm, I'm hesitating about asking you a question again that i said i wasn't going to push on but, no push um, me <laughs> But um, oh, the overall the overall success. Yeah, well, yeah of like our, what would be successful totally. there? Because I guess I guess here's what I'm wondering. Yeah, on the one hand, this stuff is about I, I hear you talking about ordering chaos, clarifying confusion, and I guess the 
added component for the podcast. It might be there for you in work sometimes. I'm sure it is, but I mean, maybe as a minor note, but I wonder if it's not a more major note in the topic we're dealing with, which is Christianity. And that sort of note is the kind of, uh, the pain and the, the hurt and the, uh, the really, um, weighty problems that, that, you know, uh, I think you've mentioned, you've experienced in terms of Christianity. So, I mean, you can clarify something, you can order it, but it might still be, you know, this lodestone around your neck. It feels less, you know, what's funny is I would say the more we talk and the more time that goes by and the more years that go by without going to church. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting comment. I got to follow up on that one. (laughs) The better I feel. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I don't. Yeah, I think when we first started having these conversations, there was this bigger weight around my neck of, mm-hmm. how am I going to figure this out? How am I going to make sense of this? I have to figure this out. I think if there's any weight, it's it's not so much for me. It's what to teach my son. Uh. It's fearing on some days that the clock's going to run out, you know, and that he's going to end up making horrible choices later in his life, and we aren't going to be friends, and you know, that will have all gone off the rails because again, my background would say, well, if you, you know, if you want life to turn out, okay, you got to go to church and you got to be a Christian. And so some of me believes that and some of me is just like, no, there's too many other examples of people that I know that that's not true for them. And their lives seem to have turned out pretty good. Um, So there, I think there is a fear that, that I would not be, mentoring him or helping him find the truth or get to the truth because I still feel like I'm figuring it out myself. And at the rate Mm -hmm. I'm going, it feels like it's going to be pretty much a lifelong process. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Another, another compared to other people that I know that, that like, I feel like, I mean, maybe you don't feel this way, but I feel like you had a fairly seven years, not a Christian and, back to being a Christian and I'm looking at my life and it's like, well, 40 some odd years of, uh, saying is God really real and how does this make sense? And I'm not so sure. So, but I don't know if that answers your question about what I, my success criteria for the podcast or or, are you going somewhere different? No, I I was going there and, um, you kind of did answer it. You mentioned that, you know, the more we talk and the more time goes by and the more years without church, which, you know, <laughs> I want to come back to directly. Uh, you're feeling less, um, less like you, you know, you have to figure it out. Well, yeah, there's less angst. I think there's less. Okay. I think having, having removed myself consciously, and my wife's totally on board with this, having consciously mm-hmm. removed ourselves from a church environment that was not. And I don't think it was anything in particular with this church that we were going to. So if anyone's listening and they know us and like, oh, you guys had problems. With I think we have trouble at a lot of churches in the areas, in the mm-hmm. area. I think church was, was amping up the angst. It was, it was a constant reminder of the disparity of hands in the air like you don't care, singing this praise song and, you know, God is so wonderful. And just standing there and just be like, what are you talking about? I don't yeah. have those feelings. I'm not having this experience. What's wrong with me? Or the teaching, the very, very shallow 
and not again not specific to this church specific to this is about every church I've ever been in except more of the liturgical well the liturgical churches can be the same but just the the sense of and we talked about this a lot you know how the bible is used you know mm-hmm. all you need is one verse one bible verse for a sermon well mm-hmm. maybe but probably not so but in terms of like overall success for the podcast itself I have very l- <laughs> I mean, I think I have this dream someday of, well, I have a definite dream someday of not working for a company, for of doing my own thing. I think one dream would be, yeah, somehow podcasting just paid the bills. Right. And I feel kind of uncomfortable kind of thinking that, in, especially in, in line with a Christian, like a podcast on Christianity, like charging money for that, just something just feels inherently strange about that. So hmm. the... Yeah, the financial future of this podcast, complete question mark to me. Success criteria, people listen, people listen and are helped in some way or encouraged in some Mm. way. I think that's maybe the biggest one is it the encouragement factor because part of my business background and dabbling in uh, ideas around startups is people often create startups or business around things that they wish that they had for themselves. Right. And so I wish that I had this podcast for myself, this type of pod. I wish there were more podcasts out there like this for me to listen to. There are a couple that I listen to. Well, there's one in particular, The God Journey, that feels like a very sane alternative to everything I've known up until now. Um, Or not now, but the last, uh, I've been listening to that probably for four or five years. Uh, So... Yeah, I don't have any big numbers or like, oh, I want a thousand downloads a month or whatever. Uh, my right. sense, from what little I can tell from our stats, we have about fifty consistent. So the way you measure you measure stats around podcasts is kind of not the same as you would measure like web analytics. So it's you typically look at like one episode, one particular episode over a month or two, and how many downloads that episode gets. So okay. We, I would, my rough back of the envelope calculation says we probably have around 50 or so consistent listeners. Right. And, and on one hand, that seems like hardly very many. On the other hand, it's like 50 people. Like, where did we find them? We don't know. They just like found us. Mm-hmm. We don't advertise. We don't do any of that kind of stuff. So, um, yes, I would say the the key criteria is or what make me feel like we were being successful is that we are encouraging people. People, when people finish listening to us, they're like, wow, I feel a little bit better or I feel a little bit clearer or I feel like I have a little more hope that there's a different way of looking at this or that things are a little bit clearer than they were before. I, I first of all, I think that's fantastic. And, um, I'm with you're you in agreement that. with that. I hope. Yeah, 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 I am. <laughs> I am. I want to, I, I, I hope that they feel, uh, encouraged um you've you've you started off by saying helped helped and and encouraged and i guess i wonder how does my question is how how does their encouragement translate into um how they view things what they actually you know um where they stand on this or that and we 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 haven't really done very much on this like this is a not a place of like i 
me say it this way. I think a lot of people, if somebody was listening to us for the first time and they're uh, a Christian and they're fairly evangelical in terms of their outlook and their background, they might immediately think that this is a normal question for me to ask. This is a very abnormal question. But I want to ask it and I because I'm, I'm, I really want to know what your answer is. So in other words, um, I guess I'm pushing you in the direction of knowing, okay, they're encouraged. They're encouraged to do what or towards what or what kind of outcomes are we talking about beyond encouragement and beyond understanding? Is there sort of decision-making involved or action? No. Or, gee, I'm, sounding, I'm sounding like Tommy in episode 78. <laughs> <laughs> what's the practical outcome? <laughs> See, the, you know what's funny? I'm not – my expectations are, are really low there. In other words, huh. I don't have an agenda. If, okay. Well, well, you would say we all have an agenda. I would say my agenda is is against bogus stuff. Uh huh. But you know what I keep saying I want to get to is I want to get to a place where I am for something versus here are all the things I'm against. So right, I can you know I can rattle off all the ideas that I'm against that we have discussed, but in terms of yeah, I'm 110% behind this idea and for this idea. In fact, I want to advocate this idea. I'm not there yet. So my success criteria is, yeah, is that someone listened. They weren't turned off by us. Okay. They enjoyed the conversation in some way and they th- thought about something differently or they had, huh. they were encouraged. Yeah, I, it's it's the encouraged thing because- that's what I get when I listen to the God journey. I get encouraged. I get encouraged that there's another perspective. I get encouraged that things are more complicated than they've been presented to me. I say, oh, there's there's other ways out there. There's there's hope. Wow. That's it. Well, this is really interesting because, you know, I'm not used to... I know you said this to me a couple of times on different subjects, but I'm certainly not... Uh, accustomed to hearing somebody say, you know, being encouraged because there's another perspective, because matters are more complicated, stimulated to think differently. This is some some of the things I'm hearing from you. I mean, yeah, I guess it's really interesting to me because it it seems like the more comfortable somebody is with what they're thinking, at least in terms of Christianity, because that's, I mean, what we're podcasting on. So where we are stimulating people to think differently or encouraging them that there's another perspective or that matters are more complicated. I guess my thought is probably they're going to be the more welcoming of those things. The, the, the less they are comfortable with exactly what they're thinking and with the, the, the specific perspective they've got and with how maybe straightforward it all appears to them. What do you think about that? I'm not sure I totally followed it. Well, just that you're saying the things you're saying – like when I'm hearing you, you mentioned stimulated, you talked about the God journey and how, you know, you're stimulating to being stimulated to think differently and encouraged that there is another perspective, not just the same old perspective and that things are in fact more complicated than they're often made out to be in churches. And I guess what, as I'm hearing this, I'm imagining the sort of person that would find the things you're saying inti- uh, encouraging and not intimidating or frightening. And I guess the more I think about it, it would take a specific type of person or a person in a specific sort of place, if you will. Yeah, someone like me, maybe. Or it's also, I think also what's really important to me is freedom. Ah. 
Like wow. Like one of the things I get when I listen to the journey, the God journey is I feel freedom. I hear a message of freedom. I hear a message of <laughs> there isn't one exact way that you have to do this and you know, ah. here's here's my black and white reading of this passage, and it means exactly this, and therefore you must do this. There's freedom. And so, yeah, I, it's interesting talking about this because I never thought about this, but I think that is one of my core beliefs or values when it comes to the things that we're talking about is freedom to believe and process and experience the way that's uniquely you, not the way that I do. So... So yeah, that's why I don't really see this as like, I've got this agenda and I hope people get this agenda. No, there's freedom to put the pieces together the way that you put them together. Not the way I do. I mean, hopefully some of my pieces will be helpful. Yeah. But beyond that, that's that's success to me. I put some pieces out there that help people in some way. That's great. Yeah, because I mean that makes a lot of sense. The whole idea, I guess, what I'm hearing you say is almost diversity is okay, and um, it's a good thing, maybe even a necessary thing for people to believe and think things through in their own way, you know, for themselves. And there's a good, I think there's a good Labrie tie-in here too, which is originally Labrie was very uncomfortable for me because there were no answers. <laughs> There were so many meal conversations where there was no crystal clear conclusion with three life applications. <laughs> Is that like too much freedom or? <laughs> no, that was, well, it, at first it was very uncomfortable, but I think over time I've come to see enjoyment in almost the process. As much as I want a conclusion and ah. I want answers and I want things that I can really stand behind, Mm-hmm. There is, there is a level of uh, enjoyment or satisfaction of just having the conversation and exploring the ideas, and exploring the practicalities. Of, okay, there's this idea here. I mean, does this really work out in a way that makes sense? Cool. Yeah, that focus on the on the process and and that that sounds good too. When you're talking to about you know enjoying the process but valuing the. Sounds like you're valuing conclusions as well, valuing, you know, it's both, certain I guess. milestones. Yeah. Yeah. Can I take you back to the, um, one of the things you said about your, you know, having an agenda. You said you have an agenda against what's, what is bogus. And I wondered what, 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 can you, can you give some flesh to that? What, how would you define this idea of bogus? And bogus to me is, well, it's usually centered around the Bible. It's, okay. It's bogus Bible stuff. It's bogus. Uh, this one verse in the Bible means this, or it's bogus assertions about what Christianity is or how God is, which is you know based on either it's been crowdsourced. You know, it's like well, everyone just kind of seems to have this common belief that God is this way, so He is, uh. or something that someone's just kind of thrown out there. And kinda, we're talking a few times ago, you know, nobody's mm-hmm. willing to challenge. You just kind of mm-hmm. give the courtesy nod and say, Oh, that's, that's really good for you. Oh, that's, that's nice. It went inside us. Everyone is like, that's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. So that's, that's what I mean by, and I think, yeah. And I, I well, so I'm thinking about, cause I'm like feeling like this tension in my chest because it makes me, I think I start to get angry too, because there's, it's that freedom comes into play. 
It's like, well, mm-hmm. it's not only is it bogus, but you have to go along with it. You have to agree that this bogus thing is actually true and wonderful. Uh-huh. Which, again, a lot of this is just old baggage that's still on the plane, and we're getting rid of it little by little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because when I heard you say that, when I heard you say, you know, bogus, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm against what's bogus. And immediately my, my thought was, you know, I think it sounds like John wants stuff that's truthful, stuff that's valid, stuff that's authentic. Yeah, know, and I stuff want stuff that, that works. That works. Yeah. Which takes wow. us, oh gosh, that takes us way back to, I think, like a very early episode, which was the whole Oz Guinness thing. It's, it's true because it's true, not because it works or something like that. It, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I recall pushing back on that, that whole thing about being pragmatic versus pragmatism and being, um, uh, Anyway, that's a that's a detour. Relative, but, yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of wow. But well, go I back mean, to wherever you were going. Well, it just you started off by saying the agenda was was not this. It was against what's bogus, and now you've kind of fleshed out bogus, and we're kind of looking at well, okay, sounds like you've you're kind of oriented towards things that are that are truthful, that are genuine, that are legit, that work, and that you know part of the. Okay, okay. Let me let me jump back this way with you. So, if part of the thing about the problem with bogus is that it also undercuts freedom, right? It takes away. You've got to kind of go in with the crowd. You've got to assert alongside of somebody else that this crappy thing is actually wonderful. What happens for you when? We look at bogus from the positive direction. Look at it as truthful or authentic or legit or functional. It works. How does that interface with freedom? How do those things go together or even play off each other? I'm not sure I understood the question. I guess what I'm thinking is it was interesting to see you go from bogus to freedom. And then I went back to bogus with you. And, and then you kind of said, well, okay, you know what? When stuff's bogus too, it it undercuts freedom because I'm being forced to go in with the crowd, not use my head, you know, give the courtesy nod. And when really I'm completely, you know, questioning what's being said and how valuable it is or truthful. And so I guess what I'm wondering is if you were to to look at what you're for, you know, if, if, as you've just said, you know, something that works or, you know, and I, I, I threw out a couple examples of something that's truthful or authentic or genuine. How do those things and freedom play in together? How do they play with each other? How do they work? When you put them in the sandbox, what happens? I think what comes to mind is integrity, the word integrity, which is one of my values. That's one thing I value highly. And I think that when I think of integrity, part of having integrity is acting freely Mm. even when it's not popular or comfortable Mm. that's great is that a dodge or is that uh that's what came to mind no no i like it i like it i'm I'm writing it down that's why i'm kind of pausing here even when it's not comfortable you said all right well can you can you take that back how does this tie in to other people listening to the podcast 
when we talked about podcast success criteria, you said you're hoping those people would be listened, that, that listen would be helped or encouraged. And then we kind of talked about, you know, gone through this from bogus into sort of a focus on something that's truthful, something that works, something that's genuine, this notion of freedom. And this all kind of, this works together to create integrity, require integrity. How does that play in with what you're hoping for when people listen? How do these, how does this truthfulness and freedom and integrity come back to your comment earlier about? I would hope that people would, would perceive us as having integrity, mm-hmm. acting honestly, uh, interacting with ideas honestly, not taking shortcuts or, mm-hmm. you know, dodging the difficult questions. Yeah, giving, being honest. Mm-hmm. And what about in terms of the takeaways that they have for them? In terms of not just they see us as having integrity, which obviously matters a lot, right? Because if we don't... Well, I would hope that they would also be able to be honest with themselves, that they would... Yeah, I guess that they would also be able to live with integrity, that that the things that they think and believe would be sound. And that, I don't know, our conversations would, would help them put some of those things together. But I'm really reluctant to be like, yeah, because we have all the answers. So you just need to follow this formula. And, <laughs> you know, if you follow our way of looking at the world or Greg's way of looking at the world, then you'll have it all figured out. Okay, I'm still writing. Uh, I'm waiting to, uh, to give you my... Yeah, I, I think that was a huge ba-boom. Really? <laughs> I love that, yeah. Well, that you're hoping that people will be honest with themselves because I think what you've, you've said, and yeah, that can be I feel like you're leading me somewhere, but I have no idea where you're taking me. <laughs> well, I think you've just gone through this whole process. Like you talked about like ownership and you talked about who I am and what I want to be, right? Or who I want to be. And, and before, you know, you were talking about What's made it easier for you through the podcast? You've talked about the years, being years, having more years without going to church and getting away from this idea that you have to figure it out. You've got this, maybe a sense of angst because of, not angst, but there's something there for you in terms of being conscious of Ethan and your your role for your son. But I guess what what's striking me here is you're painting this 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 really valuable picture, it seems to me, of how you are working to be honest with yourself and be a person who has integrity so that you can work towards making better choices. And you're modeling this. I mean, I would say, I'm sure you're, mo- you're, you're modeling this on the podcast. I'm sure you're modeling this at home. Well, um, this is, no, that's re- I really appreciate that. Because in a very ironic way, the podcast was my first step in doing that. Wow. Like That's the pod, cool. The podcast was me publicly saying, I think a bunch of this is crap. <laughs> <laughs> this is me publicly saying to anyone that has access to the internet, here's what John believes, or actually mm-hmm. what he doesn't, isn't even sure he believes. Mm-hmm. You may have thought that you knew who John was, and you may be in his family or whatever, but this is what he really thinks. Yeah. I believe that. And and that and, and in a very strange way it 
has given me more confidence and more clarity because I don't have to, I don't have to hide anymore. I don't have to fake it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I was ever a total faker, but I would, yeah, just wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't object. I would just kind of appear to be going along. Right. I don't know. I, I think this is fantastic. I think what you've done here is you've kind of demonstrated, you kind of itemized and described your role, not only in the podcast, but why you've come to it and some of the things around on the shoulders and just on the kind of bordering the podcast that are really important to you. And then, you know, as I'm kind of pushing you back towards what you are aiming for, what it means for the podcast to be successful for people who listen to us. I mean, I think you're saying things that make sense with and of what you said is important to you. And I think there are things that, that will, I think this is a really legitimate way. In other words, of pushing people without being pushy, pushing people without being overbearing, presenting a formula, looking down on them, uh, everything you're saying sounds like what you're doing is a way of modeling to others and kind of being not just sort of a uh, like a supreme model or a, a paragon, a, a model of excellence, but one who's like in the process, in the thick of it, the guinea pig as well as the observer. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. That just that, sounds really legitimate to me. Well, no, and it's it, yeah, it's real. It's authentic. Authentic authenticity is another one of my values mm. on my little list here. Yeah, and but again, it, it comes back to I think of encouragement. I gotta believe there's five other people in the world that are exactly not exactly, but in similar straits that I'm in or have been in, and I find encouragement when I find those other people out there that are in the same situation. Well, I'm going to throw some, I'm going to, I'm going to make a, make a statement here and you can shoot me down <laughs> we need or just, 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 just kind of turn me. But from, you know, when you come back to that and you talk about, you know, valuing encouragement and, and thinking, valuing encouragement and believing that there are at least five other people out there that think that the way you do. I mean, on the one hand, yeah, you're, you're getting the benefit. You're doing this for you and you've talked about, you know, benefit for, for your son and et cetera. But it seems to me, and I think this is the other thing I, 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 I see in you is that you really value people. Like I think, yeah, you're doing this for you, but on the no, other it's hand, both. it's totally both. It's, it, it's absolutely both. I think some days it's 75, 25 and other days it's 50, 50. And it's, it's just, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always shifting, but you're right. It's not. Yeah. I think if it was just for me, I, I don't think we would have gotten this far. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Untangling Christianity podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts or questions on this episode, so leave a comment at the website, untanglingchristianity.com slash 81. We also invite you to join our private Facebook group. To receive an invitation, send an email to feedback at untanglingchristianity.com and tell us your biggest need or problem when it comes to Christianity. We'll get an invitation right out to you. Music on this podcast is made possible by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is licensed under a Creative Commons license. Tune in next week for a new episode.